Welcome to the Leave Us Your Guidance podcast. My name is Dunnika O'Mahony, a secondary school guidance counselor. I also run Leave Us Your Guidance Instagram and TikTok pages. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting to a student who got over 600 points in her leaving cert. Danielle McFadden, you might know from TikTok or Instagram, is going to be joining us today. And Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the podcast. No problem at all. It's my pleasure. So Danielle, we're going to start back right at the very start of your kind of 60 year cycle. You know, when you were in transition year, you were probably looking at different uh, subjects you were going to pick for the leaving cert. What did you pick and how did you end up landing on those? Um, so I picked chemistry, biology, Spanish and leaving Sir PE. And I kind of I trialed physics and things like that in TY. And I did courses in TCU and Trinity just to kind of see where my interests were lying. And ultimately, I kind of leaned towards like chemistry and more of the science route. But I always loved Spanish. So Spanish was always going to be in there. <laughs> Good. And listen, Leaving P is relatively new. How did you find that? Um, it was hard because we didn't have a lot of exam papers to consult. There was a lot of mock papers, but my teacher made it as accessible as she could. She gave us as much material as she could. But I mean, it was it was very much just learn the book, go through it. But it was new for everyone. So everyone was kind of trialing it, experiencing it together. But it was a great course. Actually, there I, I've only come to find that how much of it is applicable to the course that I'm doing as well. Just in recent, in the past two weeks that I've been in college for the second year, but it's very, it's very about bio. It's a very focused on biomechanics and things like that. So it is quite science based, but there's also the practical aspect. So it would definitely help if you were sporty because. A lot of it, we did psychology in it as well. And it's very easy to kind of go, oh, I actually do this in my sport. Or I didn't know this is why my coaches did this warm up. And like, it's really applicable. And it's nice if you do a sport. But a few people in my class didn't do sports and they still found it a really interesting subject. What was your approach in fifth and sixth year? Were you a goal setter? Did you say to yourself, okay, I need to be scoring minimum H2s in all my tests because I'm looking for big points or how did you set goals? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I kind of assessed in fourth year, I kind of laid out my options on the table and I was like, these are, I'm going to need high points for the courses that I had in mind. So I decided it's best to kind of set small achievable goals where I would go, okay, I knew some subjects I was confident with and I was like, okay, I need my H1s. But in some of them, I was like, I'm going to build up. I'm going to get that H2. I'm going to work my way up over the next two years because it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint yeah. with the leave insert. So it's important to kind of set these little goals. And it keeps you motivated as well, because if you're sitting in a subject that you are new to, just say chemistry, it's very unrealistic to go, I need 100% in all of my tests. I need this, I need that. It's nice to just build up slowly and focus Focus on specific areas and things. Yeah, so we would always say, yeah, short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. Yeah. And that you're constantly seeing that progression. So, you know, if I can start off in, in 70%, okay, I'm at 70%, I'm going to chat to my teacher, how do I get to that next grade? What do I need to do? And set those short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. Long-term, this is where I want to get, but how do I get there? It's not just... Yeah. Because I think if, if you're not laying out how you're going to get there, it's just a dream. But if you're laying out a path to get there, then it's a goal. Was it always physiotherapy for you? Was that your, your target from fifth year? Um, Actually, I considered it in fourth year and then I kind of leaned towards pharmacy and 
optometry, biomedical science. I knew I wanted to be in a medical field, but I wasn't too sure about medicine. So I kind of leaned towards those. And then coming up to the leave insert, I tried, I reevaluated. I was like, where are my strengths? I'm very much a people person. I love science. I love sports. And I was like, pharmacy would be great. But I actually started working in a physiotherapy clinic the week before the CAO was due, just by chance. Oh. And I was chatting to the girls there. Like it's, everything happens for a reason. I was just chatting to the girls there. And I was like, this sounds like something that'd be right up my alley. Like, it's just, it's really important to chat to people about the course. How did you find the CAO process? Um, I actually found it quite straightforward. Um, I My mom was definitely helping me through with it, but I needed just, it, the deadlines are just so important that, you have to just focus in, get them done. But I thought it was actually quite a straightforward process. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just, you know, if you have any questions, go to the CEO handbook. It's all very yeah. straightforward process. I know people do stress about it, but it is fairly straightforward. Okay, so the the important part, I suppose, when it came to studying, what kind of approach did you take over the two years? Um, I... Very much, I started in fifth year rather than kind of leaving it to sixth year. And it doesn't mean I went crazy and studying four hours a day in fifth year. I kind of built it up. So coming up to exams, obviously, I'd increase the volume of study. But I think it's, it's I don't think it's stressed enough how important it is to actually be in school and be in the class yeah. because that's where you absorb most of it, even if you don't think, you know, you're kind of gaining an understanding when you're in class. And of course, like I tried to be in as much as I could, like I had matches, I had meetings, things like that. But you always catch up. Like it's just it's so important to be in that environment. So then even when you go home, you go, oh, actually, I did pick this up from class. And you're not starting from scratch on your own. So I just I went to all my classes that I could. I tried my best for all of my I treated every exam like as a separate thing. And I was like, I need to do my best in this because if your best, if my best got me 60% in an exam, then you go, okay, now I can reevaluate, talk to the teacher, see where I can pick up some more marks. Or if there was a gap in my knowledge, I go, okay, I know that now. Like it's not the end of the world, but it's just important to keep up with the study because it will, you will burn out and it'll be, if you're sitting there for four hours looking at a book every day for a year yeah. and no, I think it's really important. Your advice on attendance, I, I would agree 100%. Um, it's so hard. You're playing catch up the whole time. And yeah. it is so important to be in as many classes as you can. And I know there's some commitments outside of the classroom, whether that's playing football or something for the school or, or competing at something. I, I understand there's commitments there, but I would 100% agree attendance and being there. Um, and I, I noticed kind of in sixth year, when things are starting to wind down, students would start to say, well, I'm going to go to the library instead of going to school. And to me, I think that's the best time to be in school. The teachers are giving you last minute advice. They're giving you some revision. That's the most important part. But I absolutely agree with you. So when it came to your actual study, was there a certain technique you used? Was there a certain length of time you would spend in the evening studying? How did that work for you? Um, so usually I would probably dedicate two hours after school just I might go home relax two hours of study and then I go off to my football to the gym to whatever and kind of wind down and leave the weekends for longer periods of study but I I love I can't stress exam papers are your best friend when it comes to doing this because that's you're seeing exactly 
what the examiner wants, looking at marking schemes, mock papers. But I used flashcards, active recall methods, and I used I used to make up songs and little actions that used to remind me of certain things. And everyone's different in the way that they do it, but I kind of used a variety of methods that just worked for me. But I actually did a study podcast last year. And for me, a lot of it was about active recall as well. Consistently trying to remember that information, whether that's telling it to your mom and dad or telling it to your brothers and sisters. I loved history when I was in school and I used to love telling these stories that I'd heard in history class throughout the day. And I didn't realize it, but that's kind of study as you're going along. And yes, exam papers are your best friends. Um, I wouldn't be as big on the flashcards that I think exam paper, exam paper, exams mm-hmm. paper, because that's what you're being tested on. It's like a practice match in football. You're trying to recreate your, your championship feeling. And it's the same for exam papers. You're trying to recreate what you're going to be seeing in the exam. Tell me this, your two hours, does that include your homework as well? Yeah, so it would. It would. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stress on myself. So some days I get less homework. And other days, it might take me 40 minutes to finish. And then I have an hour and 20 minutes of dedicated study for something that I might have found difficult during the day, something that I think needs to be gone over. But the weekends were more dedicated to study and getting assignments in and things like that. But I did value, I, I knew that I would be burnt out if I was spending six hours after school and not going to training and yeah. doing this. So I thought it's important to kind of like, Give yourself a break. You don't have to be going all the time. Yeah, and to be honest, I think your concentration starts to wane after a while. For me, I'd be like that two hours it would be the max I could do. And yeah. I would just feel like that. After that, I'm reading a sentence three or four times because I'm not really focused or concentrated. Because you've had a long day in school as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, An additional two hours on top of it. I was actually never great for studying after six o'clock. I always felt like I was shutting down after six o'clock. And after that, I just couldn't get anything to stay. You showed a great work-life balance during your Leaving Cert. Uh, I know you were big into your sport, uh, you know, study show that 60-year girls are more likely to drop off in their sport in an exam year than boys are. You mentioned it earlier on as well, but how important is that work-life balance and how important was it for you in your Leaving Cert? Um, I, I thought it was imperative to the success of my Leaving Cert and how I got what I got. I just think if, especially with sport and it's I, I always get so shocked when I hear like the statistics and things with the girls dropping out of sports and the amount of girls that I know that gave up sport and actually haven't been back since it's really upsetting because it's so important to kind of give yourself that time to go out play your sports you're not thinking about the books you're giving yourself a bit of a break ever like I know on my team there was kind of some of us were in the leaving search some of them were older so we're done so no one was worried about it. Everyone was chatting. You're you're going out, you're kicking a ball. And some people think that I can't play sport because I need to be studying. If you really think about it, I might be training two times a week in a match. So that's four, maybe five hours out of a whole week. That And if I can't give myself that much of a break to go out and be active, then I just, I don't think I would have lasted <laughs> as long as I did at the study. And listen, you're known as as a very positive person. 
And again, how important is that to have that positive mindset that you're not getting into negativity? I can't do this or I can't do that, or my friends are studying more than me, or or feeling down or or, or really upsetting yourself, I suppose, because it's a stressful enough year. But how important would you think it is to stay positive? I that's that's like that's the number one thing. Like it's your mentality ultimately will like metastasize and it'll lead the way the way the scenario is going to go like it's so important to stay positive and also don't and like you touched on it there you don't compare yourself to other people you shouldn't be sitting there going oh danielle's studying for two hours so i need to study for two such and such mary's studying for four i need to study for four you shouldn't be because everyone learns differently yeah people have people have different ways of learning that might learn quicker things like that like it's just important to set your own little goals and go through and also in order to be positive like I would see my friends I don't I didn't stop going out with my friends didn't stop going to family events like I didn't stop that I just think keep the morale up keep yourself and there's no I can't no I can't with anything it's you can try to do it so it shouldn't be looked at as negative or and the leave insert itself isn't a negative experience everyone has had to do it nearly everyone that's coming through has to do it and y'all survive y'all get through everything happens for a reason and there's so many different options afterwards so it's not like it's not like if you don't get one thing it's the end of the world you could fall into another thing an apprenticeship plc another course whatever you want but like there's so many different things and kind of everything happens for a reason so just enjoy it while you're there Absolutely. I agree 100%. That's what your guidance counselor is there for. Go and tell them, look, I want to be a physio, but I'm not going to get 500 points. And they'll say, well, look, here's all the different routes you can get into it. I actually helped a girl who recently finished her um, degree in nursing, and she's actually gone to England now to do a master's in physiotherapy. Um, Brilliant. And she could do it because she had so many physiology and anatomy modules in her degree, obviously, that it was easy for her to make that transition. So that was really good. Um. How did you decide on RCSI? Um, I, to be honest, I actually hadn't even thought about it. I was kind of between the big names in Dublin, you know, like a lot of people would be like, oh, Trinity, UCD, all that. But I, I actually, I heard of it through word of mouth because of someone that my mom knows. And I ended up chatting to them and I looked into it more. And I just ultimately decided that that was the place that I wanted to be purely because the location's brilliant. It's near the Lewis, the trains, the buses. Um, it's right in right in the top of Grafton Street. The classes, like the physio especially, there's about 30 people in first year. So you get to know everyone. There's four courses in the college. So everyone's real friendly. And the facilities are incredible in college. So I just thought ultimately that's where I wanted to go. And I was speaking to a girl that did physio there as well. And she was telling me about all the modules you do. And I was like, this is the kind of stuff that I would like to kind of pursue. But I think it's, I think it's really, really important to talk to people who are in or who've gone through a course, who are in a profession that you're looking into because no one knows it better than the people who've been through it themselves. And uh, tell me this, is it true that you get a MacBook Pro when you start off in RCSI? I tell you now, it is. And I didn't know that until... The day I got my offer, because I was only talking about laptops on my Instagram story. I was like, anyone have any recommendations? And then someone texted me and goes, you can not Norsi as I, do you not like get one? I was like, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I'm calling you off right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done. And 
Uh, so listen, in your course then, what's a typical day like? I actually heard you saying before uh, on one of your stories, and I thought it was really good advice, is that you didn't realize there was as much chemistry in your course as you thought there was going to be. So you actually thought that leaving cert chemistry was a big addition to you in your undergrad. No, it was, I and I always, I was only having this conversation with the girls today. I was only saying, I there's no requirement for chemistry when you're going into RCSI for physio. But we did nearly the whole leave insert curriculum within the first month of, because we had a chemistry module running from September to December. So in the first month, we did all the leaving insert and then the rest and the second semester was building on top. So I found, I found like my heart went out to the girls who didn't do, who didn't do chemistry because they were having to learn what I learned in two years in a month. Yeah. And like it's completely doable it's completely doable like the girls they've all got through the lads who didn't do it are all through it but it's definitely an addition especially if you're in fourth year you're considering maybe physio and RCSI it's definitely a great addition to have because the first year is a foundation year so it's with the medicine students it's a pre-med year so you do your physics like I didn't I did physics in fourth year but it was nothing like the one in college but you did physics, biology, chemistry, and various other modules. But it's just, it's very doable, but it would be, like, I found that I was at an advantage for having done chemistry. Yeah, I think most but, health science subjects, biology and chemistry are too, uh, most for the, for the leave insert. So what is the weekly schedule like? Is it a very intense course? Is there a lot of hours? Are there are a lot of projects? Um. So I only, so I started back second year just, a week and a bit ago and first year was very full on it was nine to five most days and for this year we are on campus Monday to Thursday and we're online on a Friday and we have nine to five maybe three days in the week and then nine to three the other two so but it's 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 not as bad as it sounds it sounds we, might, we have we have a break um from about one to three so you have about a two-hour break and everyone will go to the blue couches along the window. If you walk by yours, because like, you know, we're always sitting there. But there's blue couches by the window. Everyone will go eat their lunch, chat, like just kind of relax for those hours. But we have lectures. We have loads of different modules. But we also have labs, like movement labs, where we're doing like sports massage, things like that. And we also have anatomy labs because we have cadavers in our college. Oh. So it's brilliant. Yeah. It, no, it's, 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 you know what? As scary as it sounds, for anyone that doesn't know what a cadaver is, it's a body. A dead <laughs> so, body. <laughs> a dead body. So we don't have to dissect them as physios. They're graduate entry meds and the med students do. But we observe them and we look at their bones and their various parts. But it's really... It's it's such a luxury to have as well, like when I say this, but they're very, very interesting. And it's a it's a nice mix of learning. You're not always in a tutorial room or a, or a lecture hall. You're kind of moving about. And then when the day is over, we have a gym in college and the library is open most of the day. So you can go do either or and then head home. <laughs> Yeah, so you love the facilities there, right up your and the cadavers are great. I I know we're joking about it, but even as a physio to get to see what you're working on, because when you're working with patients, you don't see kind of what you're working on. It's outside the body. But then to, for the body to be opened up and see that must be amazing. Okay, now I understand why this has to go there and why we're working on this and that. So really go. What's the plan yeah, then incredible. after you graduate? 
Um, so I'm kind of unsure at the moment. Obviously, I can go down the physio route and I can maybe go into a hospital or a private practice. I did an observational placement in first year in Beaumont Neurology. And I thought that, that was really, I can also, I also have an interest in maybe going into sports physiotherapy. So working with elites, elite sports people, teams, but in the back of my mind, I'm keeping graduate entry medicine open oh, for when I finish. Yeah. So after seeing, after the first pre-med year, it was so, so interesting. And I was like, you know what? I hadn't considered it in school. I kind of pushed it aside, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll Very see after the four years if I want to go back and do medicine. Very interesting. Okay. And then the last question I want to ask you is, what advice would you give to fifth and sixth years, especially who are looking for big points? I know we kind of talked uh, before the podcast that even if somebody was not looking for big points, they could pick up one or two things from a student who's scoring well, like you were talking about the active recall and early, which is, which is great. What would you say to students who are looking for that those big points? What kind of advice would you give them? Um, I would just say, like, be organized. I feel like organization is really important. And it's really important to not just say if you're looking at a biology book, biology is one of the largest, like the most extensive course, like, I don't know, that has the most chapters. I remember that yeah. it was the most chapters. But like, if you look to the book, you go, oh, my God, there's no way that's all going into my head. If you break it up into little chapters, little you can just go okay I'll do this chapter this week I'll do this you can break it up for you now it's already it's done yeah and like I said earlier it's a marathon not a sprint but it's also it's really important to keep a positive outlook as you're studying don't just don't go ham and go like a recluse and a hermit and sit in your room and not talk to people not go into school don't do that like it's really important six years was one of my favorite years in school like everyone is just together and it's nice to be around your peers but for the people that are looking for high points I think it's important to set your little goals and go for them or even research I feel like Qualifax was amazing for looking at different courses things that you can go okay I need this minimum to get into this course I need this I need that and setting those goals for yourself and kind of giving Give yourself the best chance at success. Like, and I know I talked about study methods and things like that, and just exam papers as well. I'm going all over the shop. No, but as you were saying, like a study method that works for you, you know, what what Danielle McFadden does and what somebody else does mightn't work for you. So you really do have to, and it's trial and error. I know students who love talking into their mobile phone and their notes. And and they're listening back then to their notes, particularly Shakespeare quotes and stuff like that. They used to always do other people's yeah. that wouldn't work for me. I have to keep writing out the quotes so I get to know them. So you have to figure out what works for you. Uh, but great advice, Danielle. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And the very best of luck with your studies this year. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me on. Hopefully it helped people. And also, if anyone has any questions about studying or, or CSI or anything in general, you can always text me on Instagram. I've had a few people text me and I'm happy to impart my wisdom. Excellent. <laughs> what is your handle, Danielle, before we go? Um, it is Danielle McFadden with two N's on Instagram. So if you want to DM me there, I can answer any questions if you have any questions about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Danielle. No problem at all. Thank you.